This is the Tips for Travellers podcast, hosted by Gary Bembridge. It's a podcast of inspiration, advice and tips about finding and having a luxurious travel experience on both land and sea. The podcast draws on over 20 years of experience of travelling every month of every year to luxury destinations on all continents and on the oceans of the world. For more, visit tipsfortravellers.com, where travellers are spelt with two L's, the UK way. Hi and welcome to this edition of Tips for Travellers and we're going to Canada and the beautiful city of Toronto. This episode of the Tips for Travellers podcast is sponsored by DK Eyewitness Travel Guides, the guides that show you what others only tell you. For more on the guides and to buy guides linked to the destination of this podcast, visit tipsfortravellers.com slash DK. So that's great to have them sponsoring the podcast. As I mentioned, if you visit uh, tipsfortravellers slash DK, you can find um, their actual eyewitness guide for Toronto, which will give you more information, more depth, uh, pull out map, that kind of stuff, if you are visiting Toronto. But uh, let's dive in and take a look at Toronto from uh, my perspective. I'm going to give you some observations. And as usual, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, getting there, getting around, and my must-do tips on things to do in Toronto. Now, I had been to Toronto three, four times before, mostly for work. And as usual, as you often hear me talk about, when I'm heading to a place on work, I do try and spend some time to get out and about and explore. Toronto, I hadn't really had much of a chance to see. I'd pretty much only done the CN Tower, the kind of iconic CN Tower, and gone to some rather nice restaurants. So when I was there for a couple of days, I was actually there to attend a blogger conference, TBEX, and I got to spend a couple of days both before the conference, during the conference, and after the conference to see the, much more of the city. And I was absolutely blown away with just how beautiful, how diverse, and how interesting Toronto was. It was completely different to what I had uh, actually, my mind, uh, you know, and the perception I'd had before. So let me talk a little bit about some of the things that I observed. I mean, one of the things that's very clear is Canada and Toronto specifically is going through huge development. I mean, it's a very modern city. It seems to be quite wealthy. It's, you know, the, the whole city is being developed. There's new buildings going up. There's uh, investment. The roads are being done. You know, new condos are being built. It seems to be, you know, very affluent and, and really booming. I think one of the things that did strike me is it, it it was a very modern city, but it seemed to be a little bit light on history. And once I started to explore a bit more, I found though there were parts of the city which do have a long history, which are being, again, renovated and kind of brought back into the mainstream. So that was really great to see. And I'll talk about a couple of places that uh, really blew me away that were worth seeing that that did kind of embrace the history much more. But it did feel almost like um, a, a bit too modern, if you like. But wow, it's going through incredible uh, development. The other thing that I had never appreciated about Toronto before, but I had learned more about it when I'd actually interviewed someone from the Toronto Tourism Board for a podcast I did for my blogger uh, podcast. And and if you want to uh, listen to that and hear an interview, if you go to travelbloggerspodcast.com and search for Toronto, you'll you'll be able to listen to an interview that I did with Tourism Toronto. But one of the things that uh, Andrew Weir, who was uh, from Tourism Toronto, he spoke about the incredible diversity of the city um, and how it is just, you know, so multicultural. And actually, a surprisingly large percentage of people were not actually born in, in Toronto. They're, or they're kind of first-generation Toronto's it's it's incredibly incredibly diverse 
and half of the people in Toronto do not speak English as a first language. So as you can imagine, you've got this massive melting pot of all different types of cultures and different types of people, and that really adds huge interest to Toronto. And as you get out and explore Toronto much more, that was one of the things I really, really liked. So as I said, very modern, perhaps wasn't as historical as I liked, but they are really spending a lot of time investing in and revitalizing and bringing some of those kind of more historical places on board. So I'm going to explore some of the things that I really think you should absolutely do if you visit Toronto. Let me talk a little bit about um, general tips for travelers. In terms of getting there, it's really, really easy to get into Toronto. They have a couple of airports, Pearson, which is the main international airport. There's another one called Hamilton. And actually, there was an airport which I wish I'd known about before I went, because I actually flew into Toronto from New York. And there's, a, there's an airport called the Billy Bishop Airport, which is right whack in downtown on, on an island. And you can fly to places like New York. I think you can fly to places like Chicago. And it's great because it's right in the, you know, right in the center of town. It's a couple of minutes across to where you could be staying. And, you know, Pearson is quite far out, you know, like most big airports are. And Billy Bishop's a great airport. It also means you come inland and right over the islands around Toronto. And it's a much more beautiful arrival, actually. So Pearson is the main international airport. But if you are coming to Toronto, take a look at Billy Bishop. There's also a very advanced um, railway system, VIA, I think, or VIA, I'm not quite sure how you pronounce it, where you can actually come in by rail, both internationally and from within Canada. And actually driving into Toronto is very easy. I actually drove from Niagara Falls in, and there was great motorways, very easy to get in. Saying that, one of the things about getting around Toronto is the traffic in Toronto is terrible. It really is pretty bad, and that's partly because it's growing so fast. There's a lot of development, and so lots of roads are kind of blocked and stuff. But getting around Toronto is terrible, and everyone does talk about just how bad it is traffic-wise. So one of the tips I have if you're actually in Toronto is to use the underground. They have the metro system, but what they also have, because it gets so bitterly cold, is the path system. And I originally thought the path and the metro were the same thing. But the path system is an underground network of passageways, tunnels, interconnecting. And you basically walk around the whole of downtown Toronto underground through these kind of pathways. And it's a really great system, particularly because it does get really cold and, and, and pretty miserable in winter. So you can actually basically stay underground out of the cold. So you have the metro, which is very easy to use use the metro a couple of times, it was actually much faster getting around on the metro, or you have the whole path system. So that's uh, a big tip, and it's actually much more efficient, to be honest, than using taxis because of the whole traffic situation. So getting to Toronto are very easy, getting around with the metro and the path system, again, uh, you know, pretty, pretty easy. So let me talk about my tips, my must-do things, and I'm going to talk about more than just the things I'm going to speak about. But um, let me give you my must-do things, and then we'll explore those in more detail and give you a, a couple of other things. One of the things I would strongly recommend, although I've just said that traffic is not great, but my number one tip, like it is in so many places, is to go on a hop-on, hop-off bus tour. And it gives you a really good overview for Toronto, like most of these do. And if you don't go on a hop-on, hop-off, consider doing some kind of escorted tour. I actually went on an escorted tour it was a bus tour, but we were escorted around. But it's really good because it takes you into all the different districts of Toronto. One of the things I discovered, it's a bit like New York, is they really go for their different districts. So you kind of have your 
you know, your banking district and your financial district and your fashion district and your China district and all that kind of stuff. But it's quite good to give you a perspective and, and, and an overview. So that would be my first uh, tip. The second tip, which I'd never done before and was absolutely just fantastic, is do the harbour tour. It's about an hour long, although you can actually get off on the islands. But there, there's this whole network of islands around Toronto, and they are just so beautiful. And you can do a harbour tour, which basically gives you an overview and an incredibly beautiful view of the city. It's really, really nice seeing Toronto from from the lake and, and from the islands. So the harbour tour is something to do, and it's really good. It's very inexpensive. The CN Tower you must do, and I'll talk in more detail about the CN Tower. Massive, big structure, incredible views, really great. The fourth tip that I have is the St. Lawrence Market. This was just fantastic, and it was also in one of those areas that I spoke about a bit earlier that's um, an old traditional area that's been done up and the most incredible market, and I'll talk in more detail about that. There's a thing which is called the castle or Casa Loma, which uh, was originally built as kind of a, uh, um, a vanity project uh, by a, a very rich man who eventually lost everything. But uh, it's a great place to visit. It's it's kind of really quirky, and it looks like a castle. It's up in the hill, and that's uh, a little bit out of the way, but well well worth doing. And if you're on the hop on hop of bus tour, you can you can uh, you can do that. The whole city hall area is also very beautiful. Uh, beautiful buildings, really interesting to tour, and you can get great views down across uh, Toronto. And then the islands, which I'm going to talk about in more detail. So you can do the harbour tour and then you can do the islands. Um, so let me talk about a little bit of those in, in more detail. I'm also going to talk about a couple of other places that, that, that you can see. Let me talk about the first, the you know, the, the CN Tower, because um, the CN Tower, it's massive. It's quite expensive to go up. It costs about 32 Canadian dollars to, to go up. But within that, you get a 3D show. You get to go up the tower. And it's it's amazing. This It used to be one of the tallest uh, structures in the world. It's now, I think, about the third biggest structure. There's one um, in, in uh, China that's bigger. And, of course, in uh, Dubai is bigger. But it's a massive, massive tower, and it was for thirty odd years the tallest, uh, you know, self-standing structure in the world. But basically, you whisk up in these very fast lifts. You get to the top. It's on two levels. One is enclosed. The other, you can actually go outside. Although it's it, it's got uh, grills, so you can't obviously leap off or feel too scary. It's, but it's incredibly high. And what they have up there is a glass floor. Now the glass floor can hold, um, you know, a herd of hippopotamuses, hippopotami, whatever the right way of saying that is. And it's quite funny, actually, because something like only one in three people who go up the tower have the are brave enough to actually, you know, walk on this glass uh, wall, I, I, glass floor. I didn't go on it the very first time I went to the CN Tower, but I decided this time I absolutely was going to go and I was going to make a video of it. And if you go to tipsfortravelers.com and you search for, for uh, CN Tower or search for Toronto, you'll, you'll be able to watch the video of me, of both the whole CN Tower, but also uh, walking on that glass wall and a uh, glass floor which is which is really fascinating but the cn tower you know it, it's an absolute absolute must do and it's it's it, i mean you can't miss it it's 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 huge now around that area if you go to the cn tower just across the road is a railway uh, museum where they've got these old steam trains um which are actually in the open air and, and there's a little museum associated with it and this actually used to be the hub of the whole rail network and that's worth doing if you're going to CN Tower. It's worth strolling across and having a look at these big, massive 
steam engines. Also nearby, or just down the road, is the Rogers Centre, or it used to be called the Sky Dome. And this is the huge big stadium, uh, massive, massive big stadium. It holds concerts. They have baseball there. They play football there. They also have, uh, you know, big events like in, in its day, Billy Graham, uh, you know, held a rally there, the, the religious leader. It can hold about 70,000 people. It can also close, you know, it can actually close over because it does get very cold. But the Rogers Centre, it's worth checking if there's any big concerts on on uh, on there. But, uh, you know, that's right nearby and you can also go and, and, and uh, check that out. It's 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 well worth well worth having a look at. But the CN Tower is an absolute, absolute must do. Let me talk about some of the other districts. I did mention the districts and I'll come back uh, when, I, when I talk about some of the other places to see. But... One of the districts that is worth having a look at is the distillery district. Uh, distillery district. This used to be, um, you know, a key part on the waterfront. It's a beautiful old Victorian building, and now it's been converted into some very upmarket boutiques, little artisan uh, artisan bakeries. It's very trendy. There are little festivals there. It's a very chic part of town, and it's it's really, really, really nice there, and it's really kind of quite funky and trendy. And just near there is the St. Lawrence Market, which used to actually be the old City Hall, the mayor offices. And now it's this uh, on two levels. It's they sell produce, they sell food, uh, meat, uh, confectionery. Really, really nice market. So that's kind of that whole sort of old part of town near 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 the front, you know, the distillery center and the St. Lawrence Market. In terms of uh, the other districts, why I'm talking about districts is the entertainment district where you have the Royal, the, the Roy Thompson Hall, which is, looks like an upside down tea uh, teacup. It's uh, where they'll have, you know, lots of theater. They'll, you know, have different shows, etc. We actually had a, a, an event there and it's an incredibly beautiful building, but that's uh, another area. Then you have things like the financial district and so on. But let me talk about the city hall, which is the other tip that, that I had. Um, as I mentioned, the St. Lawrence, where the market was, used to be the City Hall until about 1889, uh, and then it moved um, to a different place. I think it was about 1965, and um, it's a very beautiful building. It was designed by a Swiss architect. Uh, it's got this sort of white dome, and it, it's kind of like a focus point at, at New Year. Um, and it's really, really beautiful. And if you go, you can go inside the City Hall. Uh, you can go through a tour, but you get a nice view looking down across into uh, into uh, into Toronto, which is which is great, which is really really nice. One of the things that's also worth uh, taking a look at, um, if you are interested, is the Cathedral of St James. Uh, St James. It's uh, a very old cathedral. It's two hundred years old. It's got a massive big spire, and it's a very beautiful cathedral. And if you go on the hop on hop off bus tour, it stops just nearby there. And um, when you go inside, it's just, you know big cavernous cathedral, and all the pews have doors on them. And apparently, you used to have to pay in the olden days, you know, to, to reserve your pew. Now, now you actually don't need to. There's a couple of other big uh, churches nearby, um, like the St Michael's um, Cathedral. So, if you're in cathedrals, there are a couple of very interesting cathedrals, uh, you know, just um, just nearby there. Now, I'd mentioned the castle. If you sort of head towards the Forest Hills residential area, which is very grand buildings, very grand homes, it's a very upmarket part. Again, if you do the hop-on, hop-off bus tour, it, it takes you there. Then you come to the castle, which is called Casa Loma. 
it's set in six acres it's got 99 uh, rooms it was built uh, in it, it's sort of like it's kind of a I guess how you call it it's kind of a cross between kind of gothic and sort of Scottish castles kind of uh, thing and it was built um, as a vanity project by uh, a gentleman who we call the Pellat uh, who had loads of money uh, made some bad investments lost everything and over the last couple of years it's it's kind of fallen in out of different ownership and whatever but so it's it's very popular for events it's very popular for uh, receptions but you can actually go and tour through it and it's really really just quite quirky and very unusual and there's a lot of debate and a lot of passion that toronto citizens have about uh, uh casa loma because there's lots of discussions about whether it's going to be torn down or it's going to be turned into something else but at the moment i think the view is it's going to stay as a tourist attraction and and uh a place where you can kind of hire it out to have various uh, events, etc. Really, really, really quite quirky, quite interesting and and unusual thing to, to see. I want to come back and talk about the islands. Now, I did mention that you can go on a harbour tour and the islands are, uh, you know, 20 minutes or, or, or less from from the, uh, the harbour front. And there's a ferry that you can go. You can either go on a ferry there or you can go on this harbour tour. And basically the islands have no cars so if you work in the city you have to leave your car in the city and dotted around the islands are different yacht clubs and very upmarket yacht clubs but they these are very beautiful islands there's lots of things to do you can go walking you can go hiking parts of it are protected so people aren't allowed on them at all they're kind of nature reserve um and it, it also is the focal point for things like the the world's second largest dragon boat festival is is, is held here but these islands are really beautiful. They're very popular, particularly in summer. A lot of people from Toronto use them to escape. It's nice and cool. Um, you can sort of splash around there. You can play sport. And they, they really are. And I didn't even know they existed. It's, it really is, is quite something uh, and definitely something that you should plan to do. So those are my main tips on things to do. So you've got the hop on hop off bus tour or an escorted tour. You go on the harbour tour, which is great. You go up the CN Tower, you explore the markets like the distillery centre and the St. Lawrence Market. You visit the castle, you visit the city hall, and you go actually and spend some time on the islands. If you want to see more, as I mentioned, there's huge diversity. So you have things like Chinatown, which is full of lots of red and yellow buildings because those are kind of lucky colours. It used to be kind of the Jewish uh, area, then eventually became kind of Chinatown. Um, and you have things like the financial area, you have the theatre district. So there's all these kind of different districts. And if you actually want to find out more about the different districts, you know, one of the things to use is uh, the Dawn Kindersley eyesight uh, guide uh, that I mentioned earlier. Uh, and you can find a link to that, of course, at tipsfortravelers.com slash DK. So the, the DK eyewitness travel guides will have, it has a map in there, which kind of helps you find your way around the different districts. And there's more detail on these various dif districts if you want to explore, and of course, prices and things for that kind of stuff. So Toronto was a real eye-opener for me. As I mentioned, I'd been there a couple of times. I'd been up the CN Tower and didn't realize there was this incredible diversity right throughout the city with all these different populations, all these different groups. And of course, the great thing about Toronto is within a very easy driving distance or commuting distance of Toronto, there are other things to see with probably the most significant of all being Niagara Falls, which is you know, an hour, hour and a half drive away, or you can get even day bus trips to there. So one of the things I'd also strongly encourage if you are going to Toronto is spend some time exploring all those things I mentioned, spend some time on the islands to really chill out and relax, 
make sure if you haven't seen it, you get to the Niagara Falls, which actually I had never been to and, and was the thing I'd made a point of seeing because I was going to Toronto. I made a point of going to Niagara Falls and it was great to see that. So that's, you know, and there are lots of other kind of day trips around and about Toronto. So that then is my tips for travelers. Remember, if you want to find out more, you visit the blog at tipsfortravelers.com. And uh, next time you're on iTunes, I'd really appreciate it if you perhaps left a comment and some ratings. It really helps uh, with uh, the performance of the podcast. And uh, until next time, here's to some really great, safe and happy travels. This episode of the Tips for Travelers podcast is sponsored by DK Eyewitness Travel Guides, the guides that show you what others only tell you. For more on the guides and to buy guides linked to the destination of this podcast, visit tipsfortravelers.com slash DK. You've been listening to Gary Bembridge's Tips for Travelers podcast, a podcast of inspiration, advice and tips about finding and having a luxurious travel experience. For doors on over 20 years of luxury travel experiences, visit tipsfortravelers.com, where travelers are spelt with two hours the UK way, to find out more about the destination or topic covered in this podcast. You'll also find links to contact Gary Bembridge and to follow Tips for Travelers on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Flickr and Pinterest.